good to see Main Man.
So you can go by all you have to do is whenever you go to your podcast app or you go online to iTunes, put in Topside COG or Topside Church of God, and you should be able to pull up our services, and they are there in the full entirety. In fact, I record the audio now, and we just kind of audio work it a little bit and kick it up, and uh, it shows up usually within a few hours. So that's one of the newest things that we've got. I'm so glad of that because we have a lot of people who aren't able to tune in to uh, Facebook, but maybe they've got a device that they can listen to the podcast or you're driving to work and you want to hear the sermon. So share that with everybody. Let them know that they can get the podcast. Um, and I'm just really excited about that. The next thing is this Wednesday, there will be no classes, but we are having our Valentine's Day dinner at 6 o'clock. We have sign-ups out there in the hallway. Please let us know if you want the chicken alfredo or if you want the pork tenderloin. And we do have a very good cook who is going to be putting this stuff together. Uh, we've got, of course, my wife's going to be helping out. And then we've got a young man who aspires to be a great chef one day and also work in music. So he does a great job, and I'm looking forward to that. The youth will be serving you. We'll have some music. We're just going to have a good time with the Lord. The cost is $15. Sign-ups in the hallway. Please let us know what you want. Um, just a reminder, it is everyone's responsibility to ensure that we keep God's house clean and do things to help keep costs down. If you walk out of a room, turn the light off. If you see a piece of trash on the floor, let's pick it up. Let's work together to ensure that God's house is taken care of. And that kind of legs, kind of segues into we have March 16th, a spring cleaning. Uh, the youth have been wanting to do some work upstairs uh, to the youth room, and uh, March 16th, we're going to do that. That room's going to get a fresh coat of paint. It's going to be kind of modified a little bit, and we're also going to be cleaning up the church, making sure that we get some of the old out so that we can make room for the new. Yes. Amen? Amen. All right, let's see here. What else do we have? Um, Winter Jam is coming up, not this Saturday or not this week, but next week. Uh, I do have two vans for that. If you are a youth that is going, it's the 22nd. If you are going, please see me immediately to let me know if you're bringing your money with you or if you want to turn it in. I would rather you turn it in because I don't want to get at the door and somebody with me say, oh, I don't have the money. I may say, well, somebody's going to have to stand outside with you. All right. I want to make sure everybody gets in and has a good time. Um, check your calendar for the events. Kind of straighten it up a little bit so there's everything you need to know. Um, and Andre asked me to take up the offer today. You know, I was, I was thinking about prayer conference this week. And I was thinking about how God just showed up and moved. And all these new ministries and stuff that, that the Church of God is putting together. And there's a lot of outreach that are going, that's going on. But you know, we've got we've to start our outreach right here. Amen. If you love church, and you love your God, and you love your neighbor, the greatest thing that you could ever do is invite them to church. Invite them to come. Because we are a welcoming church. And there are so many people out there, and people say, well, there's, there's thousands of churches in the Nostal area. There's thousands of churches in this area. That doesn't matter because there's so many people out there that are looking for a home. Amen. They're looking where they can belong. And so our outreach has to start here. Yes. And you know, as I get ready to take up the offering here, Andre asked me to look. 
or asked me to, to do this, and I just kind of was fiddling around looking through my Bible verses saying, you know, Lord, what would you have me say this morning? Is there a Bible verse that maybe we haven't heard before whenever it comes to tithing? Because we all know, bring your tithes into the storehouse. We know that one. And we know that how will a man rob God? But you know, I found one in Proverbs. And I love Proverbs. Because, man, if you want to see some good expectations and goals that we can live by, go to the book of Proverbs. Right. Because there's a lot of warnings in that book, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good in And so, if you can, I want you, I want you to believe on God. I've already put my ties in this week. But I want to trust God with a little bit more. And I want you to hear this verse. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns, we can say that's our houses, will be filled. Or literal barns, yeah. For those who are farmers. Will be filled with plenty. How would you like your barns to be filled with plenty? And our vats will overflow with new wine. And a lot of time, whenever we talk about the new wine, we talk about a fresh anointing. Yes, yes. Did y'all feel that? I just got a Holy Ghost moment just thinking. Because I want a fresh anointing. I want new wine and I want new life in this church, in our families, in our homes. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Be thankful. And you know I cry up all the time about my job. I wake up on Monday morning and I really don't want to go in. But you know it's about halfway through it. I sit and I think about people I know who don't have a job. And God has blessed me. Even if I've got a car that has to go in the shop, I'm thankful because I've got a car. Even whenever my family's not acting right, I've got a family. Even whenever the bills are coming in, I'm going, man, I don't know how to pay this. I'm blessed to have those bills. So let's get our tithes and our offerings in our hand. Let's get them in our hand. Let's, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, today, Lord, we honor you with our possessions. We honor you with the first fruits of our increase and then some. So that you will fill us more with that sweet Holy Spirit. That you will help us, Lord, to have our barns filled with plenty, whatever they may be, spiritual and physical speaking. Hallelujah. And Lord, we trust you. We trust you that our vats will overflow with the new wine. Father, we thank you for the new life that is coming in this church. We thank you for this young baby that is coming any day. And Lord, I ask you to put your hand upon that family. Lord, the, the, all the new life that is coming in the visitors. Those who are out there who are listening online, we thank you for them. And we ask that you would 
would bless and that you would increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, would you come?
for all his many blessings, his protection yeah. over my life and my family's life, over this church. He still provides because we still have lights and we still have heat and air. Amen? Yeah. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Grand earth has quaked before.
want you to lift your hands right now and say through it all.
want you to just raise your hands because he's worthy of your praise. Lord, we praise you today. We lift up your name. We magnify you, Father. Through it all, Lord, my eyes are on you, Lord. It doesn't matter what it looks like to me, God. I have 
Since I was a little boy, tonight I heard my son pray for his old man and made me come under, made me understand that only you can bring my heart back home. Problem areas that greatly affect our life today. 
One of them's time and money and prayer. Those three things, time, money, and prayer, can be the hardest thing to balance. And prayer is defined as a solemn request for help or an expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship. I want us to go to the book of Colossians. Be reading from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through through five. Just say amen whenever you get it. If you if you don't get it, Josh will have it up here in a minute. Colossians chapter four, verses two through five. Praise the Lord. Don't you know that there's times in our life whenever bad situations, things would have happened and we wouldn't have got through it if we hadn't started out the day with prayer. If we hadn't had saints of old praying for us and guiding us, my, my mother and dad, they, they laid on their faces many nights praying that I would get what I needed from God. Amen. That, uh, that I would submit, if not for their prayers, if not for the prayers of your mother and father, God only knows where that we would have ended up. But, some, but somewhere down the line, Somebody got a prayer through. That's how come that we're here ministering. That's how come that we're here today. Praise the Lord. Bad things could have happened and we would not have, right, have arrived at this place and this time if it hadn't been for prayer. Colossians chapter 4 starting with verse 2. It says, continue earnestly in prayer, being diligent in it with thanksgiving, Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open up to us a door for the word to speak the mysteries of Christ for which I am also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. A different version says it like this. It says never give up and never stop praying. Be ready for anything by praying. There was a man by the name of, of F.B. Myers, and he said the tragedy of life is not unanswered prayers, but it's unoffered prayers. You know, it seems like that we talk about prayer and that we talk about the need to pray more than anything else, but oftentimes we find ourselves practicing it less and less every day. It seems like that we have good intentions. We, we plan to pray for 30 minutes in the morning and we get down to pray and, and we hear the tick-tock of the clock and seem like two or three minutes later after that we've rattled off, God, I need this, God, I need that. We don't take time to listen. And, and 30 minutes can be a long time whenever that we silence everything, turn off our cell phones and push everything back to dedicate ourselves to prayer. But I'm telling you, if we ever needed to pray, if we ever needed to pray, there's always something that we can pray for. We can pray for the president. We can pray for the nation. We can pray for the leadership here and there. But I'm telling you, if you're living your life without taking time out to pray, you're missing a, a huge a huge blessing in your life because prayer is our pipeline to our communication with God. 
How many know that your relationship with your wife or your friends or your husband, it wouldn't be too much? It would not make it without communication, without setting down to, uh, to share with one another. There's no way that I can know. Sometimes I don't know what Renee's thinking anyway, but man, man, I would really be lost if I didn't take time out to listen to what she had to say, to listen to her thoughts and, and listen to her desire. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost wanting me to tell somebody today, hallelujah, that the Lord wants to have a deeper reason relationship with you if you would just take time out to not only talk, to not only speak, but to take time out. Praise the Lord to just, to just feel His Spirit and hear His voice. Praise the Lord. It's the pipeline. It's our communication to God. And if anything is accomplished, it will happen through prayer. If revival hits our church, which, which there are several ministers in this area, and we join hands, we're just believing that a tremendous revival is going to hit this place church by church and just fill our community with His presence. But if anything is going to happen, it won't happen through program. Even, even though we've got to have program and plans. But it will happen because people have turned their face, praise the Lord, back in the prayer closet again and got serious with God again because God answers prayers. But a lot of times we have not because we, because we ask not. But I believe that if we will pray and believe God in faith, that He will revive our community again, somebody say. Amen. Amen. Can you just lift up your hand and believe that with me today? Amen. Revive our communities. Revive our homes. Revive our kids, Lord. Turn their face back toward you, God. That is our prayer today. But the first, but the first thing in Colossians that it talks about, it talks about us continue earnestly in prayer and being diligent. I believe that we need to pray with persistence. Persistence doesn't mean a long, a, long, a long prayer, but it means to constantly be praying. It means that we should devote ourselves to prayer and continue earnestly in prayer. See, it is a command. It, it isn't just something optional. Luke talks more about it in, uh, in chapter 18, verse 1. He said, And then he spoke a parable to them that men ought to always Pray and not lose heart. See, there's some kind of connection with praying and, and being in touch with God and communicating with God and not being discouraged and down. Has anybody ever been maybe discouraged or you're down and you start to pray and all at once His Holy Spirit is filling the place and filling you up and all of the things that seem so large, all the problems that seem so large. Praise the Lord. They, they just seem like nothing whenever that you start focusing on God. We need to pray with persistence. Praise the Lord. We pray without ceasing. We don't give up. We don't give in. Praise the Lord. You may not feel like it. Persistence does not mean persistence means not giving up. Persistence doesn't mean long, but it means continue. There was a man that was famous for having or 
orphanages and in the 1900s, and his name was George Mueller. And George Mueller had 10,000, up, up to 10,000 kids in his orphanage. But he never one time asked anybody for money. And he made this quote. He said, it's a common temptation of Satan to make us give up on the reading of the word and prayer whenever our enjoyment is gone as if it were of no use to read the scriptures when we do not enjoy them and as if we were no had no use to pray whenever that we have no spirit of prayer. See, the more you pray, the more that you'll want to pray. I heard about a church, a church that they had they had brought in a piano. They never had musical instruments. And, uh, and they brought in the, uh, the piano and they were a great big disruption. Half of them wanted a piano and, and the other half didn't want the piano. So they come in one Sunday and the piano was gone. One half was complaining because the piano was gone and the other half, half was happy that the piano was gone. But week by week, they noticed that the piano was no longer there. Well, one saint of old, they decided that they would go to the prayer room and that they would pray about the division, about the piano in the church. And she found that the piano was back in the prayer room. See, they, they found the piano finally. It was back there in the prayer room. They had the division and they had the discord. But, uh, but nobody used the prayer room and nobody knew where the piano was. I'm telling you, a lot of things will fix themselves whenever that we find ourselves in the prayer room turning our face toward God and seeking His will in our life. Yeah. I'm afraid that many times we just run through the routine of the day. That maybe our passion is dwindled down. Maybe we're walking by feelings and not walking by faith. Maybe we don't feel like praying or, or, or feel like that we need to pray. But I'm telling you, there's no way to know the direction that God is leading you unless you're passionate about prayer. Luke 9 29 this is Jesus left to go pray and he took Peter, John, and James with him. And the scripture says as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe become white and glistening. We all know the story about Moses and the, and the burning bush and how that his appearance and how his face was different and how his hair was white whenever that he got along and took, a, took, took time away from uh, took time away from the people so that he could be be in, be with the Almighty God. See you pray in every situation. This pastor is telling you whenever you're tired, pray. Whenever you're lonely, you pray. Whenever you're weary or worried or depressed or down, you need to be praying because prayer what prayer will get you even through the most toughest times of your life whenever that God anoints you and He fills you full of His power and, and you hear His voice 
See, see if as long as you're satisfied with your home and you're satisfied with your life and you're satisfied with your kids and you're satisfied with everything the way that you are, you may not feel the need to pray. But most of us, there's things in our home that need to change. There's things with our kids that need to change. There may be even, even things with your pastor or your pastor's wife or, or the music or the teachers that you, but you need to pray for them as well. Prayer not only changes things, but prayer will change us from the yes. inside out. I have found it many times whenever that I pray and I ask God to deliver me or I ask God to change things. A lot of times He don't change the situation or, or, or work it the, the, the way that I think that He needs to work it. But there's a lot of times that in the process whenever that I'm praying about my situation or I'm praying about the job or I'm praying about this or that, that God changes me and, and everything else just kind of falls in place. Like the story that I tell many times of the lady that, that washed her dishes and there were a huge mountain that she looked at the back of and she always wanted that, that mountain dozed. And every time she'd wash those dishes she'd say, Lord, move that mountain. Lord, move that mountain so that I can see the pasture and the meadow and everything. Well, this went on for, for months and months. And, and after a while, she looked out of it and she said, and it's just like I thought. I figured that the Lord wouldn't move that mountain. I'm telling you, whenever that we pray, we need to pray earnestly and we need to pray with faith knowing that God is going to do something, knowing, knowing that something's, something's going to happen. Praise the Lord. Whenever that we pray earnestly, I believe the Lord hears us yes. and I believe that the Lord will deliver us. If He don't deliver us, He'll make us stronger. Yes. He'll make us more able to face the battle of life than what we ever had before. He may not just change the situation, but He might empower you where it don't matter anymore. Praise the Lord. He can give us strength whenever that we're weak. He can give us strength whenever that we're sick. Whenever that we're going through hell and, and high water. He, praise the Lord. His Spirit can fill us and push us forward to where our eyes are on Him and not the battle or the mountain. Put your hands together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your strength, God. Thank you for your strength. John 17, it, it, it records the longest recorded prayer of Jesus. It's about 650 words. I was going to go through it, but, but whenever I talked to Pastor Sean, he said, what are you preaching in the morning? I said, I'm preaching on prayer. And he said, that's the very same thing that the Lord's led me to teach the youth word by word this prayer that's in John 17. But Jesus starts out by praying for himself. And then he prays for his disciples and he closes the prayer by praying for all believers. See, every thought Every thought can go through our mind and every hindering spirit whenever that we start praying. In Luke, in Luke 11, starting with uh, verse 7, it says, And he will answer from within and say, 
Do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise to give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and he will give him as many as he needs. So I will say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, not and it shall be opened unto you. What is this telling us? This is telling us to, uh, to ask and to keep on asking, to knock and to keep on knocking, praise the Lord, to pray about it and keep on praying. There was one man that said it like this, he who gets the bread gets it due to being persistence. See, we need to pray until it becomes a life habit. We need to pray whenever that we're going and whenever we're coming. Whenever things go good, we need to pray. Whenever things go terrible and you may not feel like praying, what do you do? You pray anyway. Because that's the only way that we will get what we need from God and get the breakthrough that we need is through prayer. See, Jesus knew who that he was praying to. He had faith in God. And, he, and Jesus responds according to the voice of God. See, you can tell who that's going to get an answer by the way they pray. I don't know about you, but if I come down for prayer, I don't want some little walk-in-the-park kind of prayer and some, somebody unspiritual laying their hands on me. I want, a, I want a spiritual grandmother that's been bathed in the Holy Ghost that has had to, the only way that they could have made it month after month is through being seasoned in prayer. I want them to grab my hand and have faith and join with me in faith, believing and praying the prayer and knowing how to pray. Praise the Lord. How quick are we to give advice whenever trouble arises? Maybe our grandkid calls us on the phone instead of praying with them. Instead of praying with them, we try to give them some kind of knowledge or some kind of advice on how to handle it. But I tell you, if anything in our life is to be handled. If anything is to work out, it will happen because we pray and God has sent us the answer from above. Renee's principal at the school where we come from, she come in one, one morning and, uh, and Renee went in there and, and, and she said, are you okay? And, and the principal said, I've got a terrible nagging headache. And, uh, and Renee said, would you like for me to pray for you? And the principal said, yes, I would like for you to pray for me. Well, the principal was talking about, yeah, generally I'd like for you to pray for me. But, but Renee grabbed that principal's hand right there in the office and felt the power of the Holy Ghost and said, Lord, right now we stand here believing that you're going to touch this lady. Right now, Lord, deliver her from this headache like you did for me this morning. Whenever I come in and I had a headache and you laid your hand on the back of my head and prayed the prayer of faith and God touch me and heal me. I'm telling you, church, it's time that we need to unite in prayer and understand 
praise the Lord that it's that it's a powerful prayer language. It's our it's our communication and our lifeline to God. We need to get back to being people of prayer. Somebody say Amen. Amen. Man, I may be pre- I may be preaching this. Just, just for myself, but I'm getting a good blessing up here. I don't know about you. Praise the Lord. But we pray with persistence and we also pray with passion. Paul said to be vigilant, be, be, be watchful, to, to be continually in prayer. You don't come up chomping your gum expecting God to just do something for you. You don't don't come up just any way with God. We need to come up with a holy reverence, understanding that even the breath that we have in our body and the strength that we have in our joints has been given to us. And according to our faith, Let it be done. Let it be done in our life. Matthew 6 and 7, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as Mm. the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that you don't just have to have a, a, a big vocabulary that God, you can speak to Him just like you talk to your heavenly Father and He, and, and, and he, and he will answer. Uh, the Bible says that you can pray very simply like this. Our Father that is in heaven. Some versions say, Hallowed be thy name. Another version says, reveal, reveal to us who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as above as below. Keep us alive with, with three square meals and keep us forgiven with you and forgiven others. Keep us safe from, your, uh, from ourselves and the devil. Praise the Lord. I think it's so important to remind the Lord that he is in charge and he can do anything that he wants. That's a powerful prayer to say, not my will, but yours be done, God, in everything. Oh, it's easy to pray a selfish prayer. God bless me with this. God help me with this. God work this out. But whenever that you say, God, I I surrender to everything that you have. Has anybody ever really been sick? It's easy to surrender whenever that you're sick and you're laying on your back here and you're like, well, what can what can happen or or what can get worse? But whenever that you understand that it, that our lives and our families and our health and everything is in the palm of His hand, praise the Lord. We will surrender and we will pray with passion unto God. James 5 and 16, it says confess your your sins or your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. But it don't stop there. It says the effective, fervent prayer or prayer supplication, a a plea from the heart, a, a, a heartfelt request of a righteous man avails much. Not only do we need to pray continually and pray with passion, but we need to pray with with gratitude and we need to pray with thankfulness. Have you ever met anybody and, and they're just so unthankful? 
Ephesians 5 and 18, it says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dispitiation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart for the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the, in, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be, uh, be thankful. Don't be intoxicated with things of this world, but be full of God's Spirit. Philippians 4 and 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Colossians 3 and 17, And whatever that you do, in word or deed, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through Him. If you, hold, if you have the Holy Spirit, it's going to show on your face. If you've been in your prayer closet, it's going to show in your walk, in your relationship with God. How much time last week did you spend? How much time yesterday did you spend in prayer? We wonder a lot of times why the things aren't working, why the things aren't going right. Maybe it's because we need to make God front Consider we need to put God priority again instead of on the back shelf and, and, and instead of just putting him off, but say, God, here I am, you're my primary, you're my primary focus, God. I give my, I give this time and, and use me and talk to me. Amen. See, whenever that we give thanks, it it expresses gratitude, it it articulates dependence, it demonstrates relationship. It communicates gratitude, proper relationship, proper attitude. It, it generates humility. You know, I, th I thought this week about, about the old song that talks about, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. It starts out, I, I thought that number one would surely be me. And I thought that, that I could be what you wanted me to be. But I thought that I could build on life-seeking sin. But I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The second verse says, I thought that I could do a lot on my own. I thought that I could make it all the day long. I thought of myself as a mighty big man. Then he says, but Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. And, and, then, and, and, and then he goes into the course of the Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The mountain's too high and the valley's too wide. But down on my knees, that's where I learn to stand. Oh Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. It goes on and he says, I think that I'm going to make Jesus my all in all. I think if I'm in trouble on his name, I'm going to call. If I didn't trust him, I'd be less of a man because I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Whenever that you learn how dependent that you are on God and how, desperate, how desperately that we need to hear his voice, you will pray with passion. The fourth thing is we need to pray making intercession. Uh, uh, the, uh, the third verse 
the third verse of our text, it talks about meanwhile praying also for us that God would open, open us a door for the word. We pray making intercession. See, God will open up a door for you as you pray, as you pray for others passionately. Isaiah 53 and 12. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bore and he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressor. Luke, Luke 23 and 34 and Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And the Bible says that they divided his garments and they cast lots. John 14 and 16 and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Some versions say that he will give us another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells in you and he will be with you. Aren't you glad that the, that the promises of God is true? Romans 8 and 34. Who is it who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Hebrews 7 and 25. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. You know, God is able. With prayer, all things can happen. I thought of this place that, that I was at and they were, they were needing a, a teenage boys, a, a teacher for the teenage boys. And nobody, nobody wanted to volunteer, Sean. Nobody. They went on weeks and weeks and, and, they, and they, needed, they needed a leader or a teacher for, uh, for that group, the teenage boys. And finally this guy volunteered. He, he, he said, man, I've got a passion for it. And whenever the pastor seen him, the pastor thought, oh, no, not him. He was, he was the least likely person that a lot, that a lot of them would have picked to, to lead the youth or, or to teach the, the teenage boys class. But I want you to know that that class started growing, and it started growing by, by leaps and by bounds. And the pastor called him in his office to find out what that his growth plan was or, or what exactly that he was doing. And, 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 the, and this volunteer, he, he said, I'm not doing anything, pastor, but I'm just covering all of those young kids with prayer. And he said, I'm anointing the seats and I'm anointing the seats that they sit in and, and, and I'm just praying over it and that's all that I'm doing. But I'm telling you, whenever that we go to the Lord and prayer and, and we dedicate everything we are and everything to him God will give us the increase he will he will bless 
that's the work of our hands. He, he will anoint us to do so much more. Praise the Lord. Because it isn't any kind of gross secret. He was just praying for those kids every day and praying over his lessons every day. And God was anointing it and God was touching it. Praise the Lord. Give me some later music if you would. Josh. Prayer does several things. Prayer releases the burden. Has anybody ever been heavy burdened down over something and you start to pray and God takes the burden that you were carrying around? Maybe it's just whenever we get focused upon Him, everything else looks minor after knowing what a big God we serve. Or one person that, uh, that they said it like this, that they said you're either going to talk about your problems or you're going to talk about how big God is. Yeah. When it, whenever that we go against, against so much in life, we're either going to talk about how big our health problems is or, 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 or how big that our financial problems is or, 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 or how big that our relationship problems are or we're going to say God is bigger than any of this. God is bigger than any mountain that I might face. Praise the Lord. He's going to get me through. Even, even the widest valley, the, the, the deepest, praise the Lord. I have total faith in God. There, there's times that I don't have too much faith in man. I don't have too much faith in people. Praise the Lord. I don't have too much faith in organizations. Some, somebody listen to what I'm telling you. But praise the Lord. The God that we serve is tried and true. Praise the Lord. I know that he's going to understand and he's going to answer me whenever I pray. There's a lot of you that you might not pick up the phone if this pastor called you at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, but I'm so glad, praise the Lord, that Jesus is always on the main line, and he's always eager to hear what I got to say. Whenever I'm discouraged, Pastor Sean, I can pray. Whenever I'm down, I can pray. Whenever I feel good and I feel like I've, I've, I've achieved something, I can pray then, but I'm telling you, no matter where you are today, you need a prayer life. Praise the Lord. And we need to get back to being people of prayer. So prayer releases the burden. There's also times that prayer forces us to wait. Man, I could preach another 30 minutes on the waiting and how we don't like waiting. We went through McDonald's the other night. I guess it was 8 o'clock whenever I got back Saturday night with the twins, picking up the twins. And I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. They were talking back and forth with one another. You think you got problems just having one whenever you have twins? They start complaining back and forth. I'm hungry too. Poppy, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Well, I'm hungry too, Emma would say. They went back and forth like that a hundred times. I'm just trying to get to McDonald's fast enough to, to where I can get them some, some chicken nuggets. I pulled up to the window and I ordered an adult's chicken nuggets, no, no drink or anything. I, fig I figured I'd take the adult portion. I'd 
passed it in between them and give even a couple of chicken tenders and everything. Well, they said, they said, I'm sorry, sir, but we don't have no chicken tenders done. And, and I knew a Big Mac or anything else that they had in there was not going to work. Those kids, I'd already said, okay, I'm going to stop at McDonald's. You like chicken tenders? And Emma was going, yes, I like chicken tenders. That, that expectation and I done rode around in her. She was done saying chicken back there. And they said, I'm sorry, sir, but you're going to have to pull up and you're going to have to wait. Well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting out there. The babies are saying, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, Poppy. Give me some chicken. Back and forth, back and forth. I said, just shut up. They're getting the chicken. They're cooking it. <laughs> Whenever you're praying, there's some people that they think that, that Jesus, that God is just a yes man saying, yes, you can have it. Yes, you can have it, baby. Yes, you can have it. Man, how, what, what big spoiled brats would we be if, uh, if he could just give us everything we want? You ever met a rich kid that just got everything, just handed it, handed it to him, and he never had to work for nothing? He just had to open up his mouth to his daddy, and his daddy would... Man, man, God loves to give good gifts to his children, but there's three answers whenever that you're standing in prayer. Three, three, three different responses that God's going to give you. Go ahead and say it, Sean. Yes, no, and wait. Yes, no, and wait. I love the yes. I don't like the no too much. I want to say, Daddy, Daddy, give me this. Daddy. Pitch a fit, not go to church for about three weeks and just just pitch a fit. God, you don't love me. But the hardest thing is whenever God says, wait. <laughs> just, just wait. Just wait. Just wait on the chicken tenders. They're going to be out in a minute. Just wait. But wait is the hardest Third thing is it, it is it is it opens up our spiritual eyes. Man, I, I like the story about Elijah in 2 Kings 6, where that where that where that he looks out and sees the enemy, and the horses and the chariots, and the Bible says that his servant says to him, Alas, my, my master, what shall we do? And he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The Bible says, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. Praise the Lord. Whenever that you're in prayer, it will open up your spiritual eyes. Fourth thing is it aligns our hearts with God's heart. Fifth thing is it enables us to move forward. We find Jesus praying for those. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. See, we will never conquer the enemies of life or reach the victories in God until we pray as we should.
John 15 and 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without prayer, without prayer, we don't have a ministry. We just have a church with a bunch of people joining in. But whenever that we're in prayer and praying for God's will to lead us and guide us, our direction can't be hinged on man or according to anything else besides what God is doing, where God is leading. In prayer. Man, there's, there's so many of us that, that we have lost loved ones and, and our sons and, 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 and daughters and we have not because we ask not. But I'm telling somebody to reassemble the, the prayer altar to, to get yourself alone with God. And understand the power of prayer. prayer. Prayer makes us a ministry. God will enable us. He will bless us whenever we pray and do His will. Amen. Will you stand with me today? Hallelujah. Can you just lift up your hands right there where you are? Praise the Lord. Lord, I pray for those today that they're sick in their body. Pray for those families that several families have a flu today, Father. Lord, we just lift them up to you. Huh. Father, we pray for Martha. We stand, we stand against any kind of sickness, any kind of cancer. Lord, we pray for Tillman. We pray for Nancy. We pray for the members of, of this church as well as the community, Father. Lord, I pray that you would give us heartfelt conviction to be men and women of prayer, not just folks that, that blurt off a couple of words here and there, God, but help us to have passion for you and passion for prayer. God, that you might move in our lives, that you might... Do amazing things, Father. Lord, draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I pray for somebody today? Anybody need prayer? Would you come? Would you come? Praise the Lord. If not, Royce, would you pray our